We've got some wild odds coming from Vegas on Lamar Jackson to the Lions. Mike Renner from PFF, who's back from the Combine. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Indeed, your team every day here on this Wednesday, March 8th, and a Thursday, March 9th. Thanks for making us your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcasts, including on Twitter at Derry Speaks, at Locked On Lions, Matt Derry Facebook fan page, LockedOnLions.com. And of course, you can find us on the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. We got over 4,000 subscribers. Thank you for subscribing, watching telling your Lions fan friends all about what we do each and every day right here on Locked On Lions. PFF's own lead NFL draft analyst, our buddy Mike Renner, is going to join us momentarily. Mike was at the Combine. He's got a seven-round mock draft for the Lions, which I think a lot of fans really, really like, including a quarterback in the sixth round that everybody knows. We'll get into that with Mike coming up momentarily. Also, today on this very program, uh, this quick note about Lamar Jackson and uh, Vegas odds, which I find very, very weird, but we've got to bring it up, and we will do that coming up momentarily here on the show. If you're new to the show, welcome in. Thanks for joining us, making us your first listen each and every day. All right, my eyes have been terrible the last couple weeks, and i got to go to the eye doctor, so I'm going to put on my trusty readers here. All right, yes, I'm 49 going on 50, and it's time to put the readers on. I'm going to do this right now so I can see something. And that is something that I saw today that was put on a Twitter by the great Chris Burke from The Athletic. And uh, it was uh, courtesy of some old friends of ours at Bet Online uh, in Vegas. Lamar Jackson's next team, if it's not the Ravens, okay? Lamar Jackson's next team, if it's not the Ravens from Vegas, you could bet on this. Uh, Niners 16 to 1, Panthers 12 to 1, Commanders 12 to 1, Falcons 10 to 1. I'm going bottom to the top here. Raiders 9 to 1 odds, Dolphins 9 to 1 odds, Tennessee 7 to 1, New England 7 to 1, Jets 6 to 1 odds, Colts 5 to 1 odds. Then your final two Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who could use a quarterback. There's been a lot of talk about Lamar Jackson at 9 to 2 going to Tampa. And then Detroit Lions. Three to one odds. What? What is going on? I said this yesterday. Lamar Jackson's not coming to Detroit. The Lions have a certain path they're on. This is no knock on Lamar Jackson. He's really good. It's obvious the Ravens, though, who I highly respect. All right. The Ravens are are a really good organization going back years with Ozzie Newsome running it and John Harbaugh and others, like, they don't want him. Why does Vegas think that the Lions are the leaders to get him? So they're going to upset Jared Goff. They're going to then have to trade Jared Goff and have no leverage in the trade talks because if they were to go get Lamar, it's not happening. Stunning to me that uh, uh, Bet Online 
has in, out in Vegas, those are the that's the favorite. Who set those odds? That the, I think Lamar Jackson has a much better chance of going to Tampa Bay. What if this Aaron Rodgers, and I know, yawn, I'm so tired of going to the gym and seeing him on the TV every day. Can Aaron Rodgers and the Packers just figure it out already so we don't have to hear about it every day? Oh, Greeny and Shefty, you're talking about Rodgers to Greeny's Jets. Who watches that? Why does that have to be on at the gym? It's almost as bad as Rich Eisen. Anyway, I'm going to be nice. Uh, NFL Network I like. Um, Some things on ESPN I like. J.J. Reddick schooling Kendrick Perkins. That was fun. But, like, seriously, Aaron Rodgers, enough. But if the Jets don't get Rodgers, the Jets are going to be desperate for a quarterback. And they're trying to win. I could see the Jets having a higher probability of getting Lamar Jackson and Tampa Bay than the Lions. So anyway, I wanted to throw that out there. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus is coming up next. Uh, He has a six, a seven round mock draft of the Lions, including picks at six and picks at 18. And I think you'll like both of them. I really do. Uh, a lot of the picks are cool, including a, a late developmental court, late round developmental quarterback. Let's go here. But first, we got to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. Midway point of the NBA season is here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Remember, new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your bet, first bet, doesn't win. All right, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Pistons played last night. If you had the Pistons plus the points against the Wizards, you would have won, although the end of the game did not go well. Uh, plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. March Madness is starting now. we got conference tournaments and all that stuff. Hop on with FanDuel. Don't forget, you get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. You know, we love PFF on this show. Mike Renner is with us, lead NFL draft analyst for Pro Football Focus. His, uh, Kind of lion's mock came out this morning. We retweeted that, and already fans are all over it. What's up, Mike? Good to see you. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, excited to talk some Lions because they're they're one of the most fun teams to follow in the NFL right now. What are you talking about? They're America's team. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. After Hard Knocks and the season they had last year, I, I, I don't think there's a fan outside of, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, that is not in some way, shape, or form rooting for the Lions right now. It's crazy. Uh, it, it is exciting around here. For a, you know, when Caldwell went nine and seven, everybody wanted him fired. Campbell goes nine and eight, and he's the mayor of the city. But right now, with the momentum and everything, it's it's it's, it's been a lot of fun. Real fast on last year and what you saw, what what do you think made the difference from three wins to nine wins for this team? That's a, I mean, that's talent, right? I think it's the, the biggest thing. Like, they, they got pieces in place that are playing at a high level now, whether it's, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown in year two, whether it's Penny Sewell in year two, whether it's Aiden Hutchinson hitting the ground running, whether it's having Jeffrey Akuda back. It's like, there you go, four, four guys who turned into, you know, 
much better players than you had the year prior. I, I think that's the biggest thing is the rookie contract guys that they've added in recent years. That, to me, is the biggest difference. Five picks in the first 81 for this organization. Certainly Brad Holmes has done a nice job, and obviously the Stafford trade and the Hawkins had trade netted some extra picks here. But if you're Detroit and if you're Brad Holmes, what are you looking at? I know we're going to dive into six and 18 and some of your mocks in a second, and your mock in a second, but if you're Brad Holmes, what are you thinking? You're in a unique spot because you, you don't have a lot of needs, right? There's not a lot of positions you're pointing to on this roster being like, oh, if we don't plug that, we're in trouble which is a good place to be in, in my opinion, especially when you have that sixth overall pick. That's kind of that bonus pick that you can just say, you know, kind of what you did last year with Jameson Williams, just be like, you know, identify talent that's high-end talent that you want and just go get it. You know, like you have the draft capital in this draft to do that, to get more of kind of those guys I just talked about, the Penny Sewells of the world, Aiden Hutchinson's of the world, the real difference makers that – when you have them on a rookie deal, when you're and you're going to have a bunch now with the Detroit Lions, when you have those guys on a rookie deal, you can plug the other holes then with free agents. You can plug the other holes uh, in different avenues, but really going and identifying, getting top guys. I think the difficult part of any you know, organization team building. So they're in a great spot to just disregard need and just focus solely on players and talent addition. Mike Renner with us from PFF. All right, you left Indianapolis and you were at the Combine last week. Is there somebody on your drive home, you were texting a buddy or calling somebody and going, oh, th- this guy really impressed me. Do- are you on the Anthony Richardson train as well? Uh, I mean, he really impressed, but it's like if you didn't – if you watched him at all on tape at Florida, that was obvious. I honestly like think he for, – for, like, for my evaluation – I thought he had a bad combine because you watched him throw and his accuracy was like the worst of any of the quarterbacks in the throwing drills. So at that point, you know, like that's the thing you need to see fixed. I don't care about the athleticism. I do care about the athleticism, but you know, if he's the best athlete quarterback position of all time or like a top three, whatever you knew that on tape, it's, is he going to be able to fix the accuracy issues we saw that question? He didn't answer whatsoever because he was still all over the place. So I don't think he's the guy, the one guy that really like, lit it up and obviously he only did one drill but that kind of confirmed my thoughts on him was also one of the guys that puts the lions in this box it's Kalash Kansi, the pittsburgh defensive tackle that i said on tape i was like this guy he doesn't move like just like aaron like i think he's more athletic than aaron like this guy is a true freak of nature at the dt position that i have at least never scouted before personally um and he goes to the combine and you know beats aaron donald's 40 record so yeah he definitely is one that I'm very excited to see just what he looks like in the NFL because uh, on tape at Pittsburgh, he was darn near unblockable. Yeah, you mocked him at 18. Do you think he'll be there? Obviously, some of these guys have great combines. Remember last year, I was just talking about this yesterday on my show, Malik Willis was so great, and everybody went, oh, Malik. There were people in Detroit saying, Malik Willis at number two. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? And he didn't end up even going in the first round. But is Cansey, do you think at 18 is kind of the spot for him, that, that range? I think he very well could fall to that point just because the only team I'd really see pulling the trigger prior to 18 is the Philadelphia Eagles at 10. Like there's just four guy who's that much of an outlier from a size perspective. Uh, He's not going to be on every team's board. So it's not going to be everyone who's going to want that guy. So uh, I do think there's a good chance he could be on the board at 18. Mike Renner with us uh, from PFF. All right. So, 
You look at six, a lot of mocks. You have uh, Devin Witherspoon going to Detroit at six. Many people are talking about and why Witherspoon in your mind over Gonzalez right now. To me, you can't go wrong. They're both top-notch cornerback prospects. Um, to me, Witherspoon's the more press man, feisty, get-up-in-your-face, like that type of corner who's going to, you know, every single snap bring it in the, you know, kind of in the mold of the Dan Campbell ethos, right? Like that's why I, I, that connection makes a lot of sense to me. Whereas Gonzalez is a lot less physical, even though he's like bigger, stronger, probably a little faster. Like Gonzalez is the athlete at corner. He's the guy that can basically do it all, but just maybe a little bit more passive in his play style and maybe profiles more to more of an all around uh, sort of hybrid scheme defensively. Uh, so again, I don't think you go wrong. There's top 10 players in the PFF board. So either one of them, you're in a great spot to get. It's interesting because here, you know, the lions have been burned by taking a corner too high, whether it was Terry fair many years ago, whether it was Jeffrey Okuda. Now Jeff had a great first half of last year and then kind of tapered off. He's not lived up to the number three hype, but what's your stance on taking a corner at six? And obviously sauce Gardner last year was a top five pick and he's arguably the best corner in the league. Yeah, that's the thing is I, I don't think it's too high. And now there is the conversation, you know, like there are difference makers who go at that point in the draft that like, like I think Witherspoon's that caliber prospect. But there's also the conversation that, hey, we have two second rounders, this is insanely deep cornerback class. Is Devin Witherspoon that much better than, say, you know, Tyreek Stevenson, who's a corner out of Miami who could be there for you in the, the second I don't know. I don't know if the juice is worth that much of the squeeze corners position that you can traditionally find later on in drafts, which is why I think they don't get drafted as highly. Whereas, you know, DN, DTs, the big bodied positions, the ones that take a unique sort of physical skill set that is basically, you know, you need to be 6'4", 300 plus pounds, or like, you know, you need to be a big ass dude. Those are the ones that usually go highly just because they're easier to scout truthfully like it's easier to identify the top talent at those positions and as we've seen like the guys who are real impact players are usually like the top five to ten picks along the defensive line or along you know offensive line are you also of the belief and i know you're not here in detroit but are you also of the belief that the lions based on history and culture and how they're kind of doing things would shy away from jalen carter based on the off-field stuff I, I think at this point it's too early to say either way because one, because like he's that good, right? Like he, he's that good that teams find excuses. You know, we saw that with the Browns and Deshaun Watson last year, but when guys have talent, somehow off field issues tend to mean less for those guys. So there's that perspective. And then there's just like, it, it, we don't have enough information right now. We don't know enough details. This could get sorted out and he may not be, you know, there may be nothing to it by the time draft day rolls around. Uh, but I do think if he is, you know, convicted, this all comes to fruition. I, I, yeah, I don't foresee the Lions being a team that would uh, be drafting him. Could, and I want to get get the rest of your mock in a second, one more thing. Could could Tyree Wilson fall to six or no way? Yeah, the Jalen Carter news is kind of throws a wrench into that. I thought prior to that, he very well could have. But if Jalen Carter is going to still be on the board, that, that means someone likely drafted Tyree Wilson prior, whether it's Seattle, whether it's Arizona, uh, I do think that uh, he probably won't be. But if he is, that's a guy you'd want, right? Like the one thing they're really missing is true 
difference makers in the run game, which is what I think he can be, and, and versatility in the run game. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, for as good a player he is, you're not really putting him inside, uh, even though it's some stuff he did at Michigan. That's just not his game at the NFL level. He's a true outside, you know, off the edge sort of guy. Maybe go up against tight ends, but really not going to be a strength. Whereas Wilson, you want to kick him up over tackles, over tight ends, even inside the tackles, he can hold up and still play at a high level. Mike Renner with us from PFF. Uh, coming up next, I want to just talk to him about some of the other picks that he's made uh, in his PFF Lions mock draft. We'll do that with Mike in a minute. All right, Mike Renner with us from PFF. Uh, Steve Avila and Keanu Benton, you have uh, mocked the Lions in the in the second round. Those got, those are Brad Holmes picks. I mean, it's like, I, I Mike, I think you're spot on here. Uh, tell me about what you're thinking there and, and tell us a little about those guys. Again, the defensive line, you know, even with even if you draft Kansi in the first, you just need more bodies there. I, I think they've been disappointed by what they've gotten from Levi and Luzerike, and he never profiled to like a high-end run defender in the first place. So you need a guy who is a power player in there next to Lee McNeil. And to me, that's Keanu Benton. He can be your early down guy. You, you get to the pass downs, Kansi comes in, you know, and your money. But you need someone who can set a tone along the interior defensive line. That's Keanu Benton. I, I mean, he played – nose tackle at like 310 and consistently got up the football field. And so like you put that guy out at three technique or it even allows you the versatility to go, you know, anywhere you want with him and only McNeil. I think that'd be a great pick. And then along the offensive line, I think they're in an excellent spot in this draft with those four picks to get one of the premier guard prospects in this class, which I would consider, you know, Steve Avila, Osiris Torrance, the Florida guard, like those guys are, profile to what could be high-end guards at the next level it just based off their college tape that you add another high-end guard to this like this could be a eagles-esque dominant offensive line and it's pretty darn close even without uh you know even without that right guard position really being a value add right now but if you add one to there oh my lord like it, it just can take that running game the pass protection to a level that is where you truthfully like where you want to go for the Detroit Lions keep that just an unmitigated strength that's going to win every battle and you're going to have one of the top offenses once again next year some have mocked Torrance at 18 to the Lions do you think that would be a fit is he good enough to be uh be in that spot that's just a little too high in my opinion for a guard like that I love Avila I like Torrance a lot as prospects I think they're going to be good NFL players uh they're not like that certain that I would draft them in a highly just because of positional value concerns. Like I, I think a guy like Cancy can make far more of an impact than a good guard can. And so I think the guards you'll have on the board again at 48-55 are that to me is like the sweet spot where you still could be getting the top or second rated guard on your board here. Tight end certainly a, a need for the Lions. Uh, there's guys there, Brock Wright, Shane Zilstra, James Mitchell, who they drafted last year and obviously traded Hawkinson. Uh, you mock Tucker Craft uh, to the Lions in the third round. There's a lot of tight ends in this draft, aren't there, Mike? So many tight ends. And it's a great year to need one because guys like like Tucker Craft there in the third, he, in any given year, if there's no other tight ends, he'd probably get picked in the second. You know, in a weaker class, that's a second-round pick. But there's so many guys even ahead of him on this in this year's class. There's probably like five guys drafted before Tucker Craft, six guys. Uh, and that's just a rarity. So, yeah, there's a ton 
And I, I don't think it means you have to draft one early because there's a ton. Like there will be talent pushed down the board uh, because this is a rare class and how many guys have like top three round grades. Where are you on the kid from Georgia who everybody says can't catch and then at the combine he's making one-handed <laughs> catches? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little lower just because of basically what wins a tight end. Like he can be a great blocker at that size. I just don't see a guy who can get open on his own. You know, and so in a tight end class where you have, you know, Michael Mayer can separate, Dalton Kincaid can separate, Tucker Kraft can separate. I think Sam Laporta, the Iowa tight end, like those guys can separate and then they're good with the ball in their hands and then they offer some after the catch. I'd be hard pressed to draft a guy who's just going to be kind of a, you know, work the middle of the field, not necessarily get open on his own guy in Darnell Washington. But, you know, the traits are insane. If, if I were drafting him, I would. I would try to convince him to play offensive tackle because the movement skills for a guy that big, there's really no, like his earnings potential increases like threefold if he just switches to tackle tomorrow. And you've got Stetson Bennett going to the Lions in the sixth round. You know, fans here would go nuts, and obviously that would be a hot topic uh, on my comments. But, uh, what it, you know, the Lions need to eventually hear one of these years, and it didn't matter if it was Bob Quinn or, or or now Brad Holmes. I mean, they never take quarterbacks. They never draft developmentally, but I think they're going to this time around. What do you what do you like about Bennett? And you threw him in there for Detroit in the sixth round. Yeah, I think with Bennett, you've seen enough of him to know that, you know, the moment's not too big. Like, he faced top competition in college football and didn't really think about the 5'11", 190. Is he ever going to be starter is he going to be the guy long term no but you know you need competent backup in the nfl nowadays he's not necessarily and he's a guy who's like not necessarily a developmental guy because he's good right now you know he's 25 years old and you saw him play at a high level in college football and win a national championship the last two years so like he's a guy who could just come in and play right now and be kind of a kind of how like doug flutie was in his career where it's just like that guy can be a little bit of a shot in the arm when he comes in he has a little running to him, like a rushing ability to him that uh, he's not going to look disastrous out there, which is, you know, if you're getting that in the sixth round for a guy who can just at least look competent at quarterback, I'll take that every day. Final thing, if you're the Colts and you trade up, go from four to one, which is what a lot of people think may happen with the Bears and everything, who are you Who are you taking it? Uh, who's your QB one? Bryce Young. And, and truthfully, it's not even close. Like if I, if I were the Lions, I would have conversations about trying to get to one. Now, obviously with the Chicago Bears, that's not going to happen. I don't think the Bears are going to, you know, grandfather you, your franchise quarterback, to play against them the next decade. But like <laughs> Bryce Young, to me, is a is a different dude entirely in terms of how he plays the game of football. Um, I, I just go back to like the fact that he looks like who I've ever talked to, who I've talked to that I trust about quarterback evaluation points to the guy that looks like a slot receiver and says, yeah, he is the best in this class. That, that's like, that should tell you something about how that guy plays the game of football. So yeah, I, I'm a big fan of young kid. Wow. I love that. That's awesome. I just think there's so many people now, Mike, and I know you obviously read and see all this, but they're just, I saw some people mocking Richardson number one. And I'm like, wait a minute. He went, he went 33% completion percentage in the last game he played. Bryce young was, how many games we watch him and go, oh, wow. I mean, there is something about tape, isn't there? Yeah, it still should matter. And now, a lot of people like to throw it aside after the combine and just because it's, you know, you got the measurable numbers there in front of you. 
but it's it still comes back to the same. No doubt. Mike, this was fun. Thanks so much. For sure, Matt. Thanks for having me. Mike Renner with us from Pro Football Focus on Twitter at PFF underscore Mike. He is the best to check his stuff out. This has been a Wednesday edition of Locked on Lines. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.